Hello. Welcome home. This is the Nomadic Curiosity. We are a podcast, and I... I may be Zach. Zachary Madison. Or maybe not at all. <laughs> yep, that is true. We are talking about the identity of self today, so... Who are you? Um, I'm called, uh, Devin Smith. No, no, no. Who are you Wampo? really? Um... Couldn't really point at it with words, I suppose, but that's what we're going to try to do, you know? And kind of also the illusions we might have, you know, with what we are, because this is all going to be about ego, and ego is a really finicky, sticky thing where it gets hard to tell, you know, sometimes, because um, we're so well-trained and programmed, you know, to, mm-hmm. to believe who and what we are, you know? Yeah. We're so enveloped in it all. You know? Yeah, it's really one of the most elusive things out there. Yeah. It's a never-ending practice. Maybe just sure. from our experience. Who knows? Or is yeah. there even an... It, it's like... One could call it like... A, we're like programmed in a way from birth to kind of be tricked by this whole thing of identity. You know? There's all... The, you know, obviously there's the, the natural matrix of, you know, we are having a human experience and, you know, I am not having a tree experience or whatever... But then there's also the secondary matrix of yeah. of human certain constructs. Yeah, you know, like our, my, my name, my social security number, what job I'm doing, what my role is in school, how well I'm doing from this. This is my favorite color. You know, we are like kind of taught, you mm-hmm. know, you ask little kids, what's your favorite color? Yeah. All those things. We're training them to look for, you know, this is my favorite. Preferences and beliefs and, you know, things to attach to, you know. Because that's, that's the biggest thing, really, is what your identity of self is really just... It's it's really just what ideas and beliefs and uh, preferences, um, you know, you've combined through your memories and experiences and kind of, you know, what you've been taught as well. Because, you know, we are kind of born, you know, very... Because I, I think of innocence as kind of almost the... Um, the goal, you know, like, um, you don't hate war, but you love peace, you know? I don't hate ego, but I love innocence in a way where it's like, I think of the ego as kind of like this construct that we've built over so long that you have to slowly kind of, um, deprogram yourself with all these things you've identified and attached with and, um, you know, all your beliefs and preferences and, you know, all the emotions. It, it's all real. We're all, we're all really invested, you know, in this experience. And uh, we're all, you know, have those layers in the matrix, just like you were saying with, you know, I'm a human being. So there's this, this idea of property of my body or just identifying as the body, I guess, you know, more so, um, you know, with the identity of self, you think of yourself more as the body as you know you know as a person who's um separate from everything else in this experience that there's an internal and an external world um and it's it's always a beautiful practice you know daily to try to figure out where those those lines blur <laughs> you know isn't it really hard to uh it, it, it's interesting to see the more we start to like pursue down the road of identifying and talking about the ego, it's like it's so hard to yeah. um, articulate properly. Yeah, because it's really not like something that really actually exists. Exactly. You know, really. It, it's more of a concept to point towards something that would, uh, what's the word, that the premise of is we're something greater than we are but also something worse than we are is kind of like the weird like notion that we, we feel like we believe like the whole idea of you need to hate your ego, which is basically fundamentally saying or you like, need to hate yourself or kill it. Yeah. Well, you need think, to hate yourself. You need to kill yourself metaphorically. Well, no, they think like ego death. You have yeah. to kill the ego. Yeah, you have to get that, rid of the that phraseology, shit. the, the right. language, the words behind it build because we can't really see it talk about it in a very conventional sense mm-hmm. it's not a tangible object you can't be <clears> like well this is specifically the ego you can do that but it's always going to kind of limit the extent of which is that uh you know like 
the very idea of memory itself would have to be challenged in order to fully, you know, see that part of it. Or the, the whole identity of, you know, yourself entirely. What exactly does ego death look like? All those things are, like, questions. That's really loud. <laughs> Sorry, can I read this little poem? It's of kind course. of... It's on the topic of, of you know... Uh, you know, because I'm constantly trying to find that... that, that uh, I'm trying to catch that ego in its tracks, you know, when I start to use my, like, kind of othering and separating mind. Um, and this is this little poem I, I like, and I'll just read it for listeners <laughs> if there are any <laughs> enjoy this <laughs> yeah, thank you for making it this far yeah if you have get on you don't leave after my fucking ad yeah yeah true yeah <laughs> fuck that <laughs> all right so here's here's the little poem um kind of about my ponderings and wonderings of you know the idea of a false sense of self okay peel back my flesh and snap my bones Drain my heart and open my skull. Where am I? A collection of matter-based experiences throughout time. Cut an atom open to find vacuous, empty space. Am I that light in between? If matter doesn't hold, is this all for show? Do I, as an I, really exist at all? A grand illusion cascading upon waves of pulsating electricity, time being relevant to pre- to particle, am I really this dense material vessel? Peel back my flesh, snap my bones, drain my heart, and open my skull. Where am I? Because I was kind of really like, you know, trying to... I think this was one of the points where I was I was getting really frustrated because, um, you know, fun fact, if you guys haven't heard of other episodes, I'm transgender. So that's like a big part what? of like... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I had no... <laughs> Sorry, go <laughs> So, you know, like that, that's a, that was like a big struggle on like, you know, I've always, I've always kind of not cared much about the physical self and stuff like that. I've always tried to, you know, deconstruct that, that you know... That kind of traditional sense of ego, that pride, you know, having having that need to be right or um, this or that, you know, to be good enough or something and to be somebody that I was impressed with or other people were. Um, but at, at this time, it was kind of when I was kind of coming to peace with um, the different kind of layers, you know, of the true self as well, as a whole, you know, um, and... Because I, I identify, I transitioned from female to male, and I, I identify as male. I thought, maybe that's just like a, you know, maybe that's just like such a, you know, petty physical thing. Like, why why should that be so relevant when we're all a good balance of masculine and feminine? That's that's what's important, you know? So that was like a, a real hard thing to like, um, you know, it was a really sticky area of ego of, of what is what is irrelevant, you know? You know, what is irrelevant to my true self, you know, as our true self, as, as the whole, you know? And, um, I don't know, that was just one I was kind of trying to really go into that, um, really, really deeply and keep a close eye specifically on where is this, where is this self? Where, where is it, you know? Mm-hmm. Where can I pick it out day to day? So, and I mean, we're all, I think... That's a good practice forever for the rest of your life, you know? <clears throat> I don't believe in, like, ego death. But you have a good... Oh, you know, uh, the yeah. whole idea of ego breath? Yeah, yeah, yeah We can that. get into that a little bit uh, later. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I kind of think it's interesting, because just the whole idea of thinking and talking about the ego and these notions of self and all of that stuff kind of comes from, um, you know, we all kind of, if you're pondering that kind of stuff, you know, what got you on your journey there? Because not everybody's there. Not everybody's thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think it's kind of always interesting to take a look at, like, you know, where people started, how they started finding that stuff and questioning. And, you know, for me, like, I feel like I kind of got forced into it partially because I started to just develop or just start exhibiting all these, like, self... um, What's the word? Self-betrayal, not self-betrayal, like... 
Self-sabotaging? Self-sabotaging behavior. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I felt like I didn't have control over myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I've stated in the first episode, I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, recovering at that now. Right, um, right. But, at, you know, when I started questioning those things is when I started losing control of my life and I started kind of having to depend on something greater than myself to get out of that all of those things started really coming up into my head. Like, well, who am I? Like, if I can't even control myself, who is the I trying to control myself? And are they not the same person? And there's just an insanity there that drove me, like, to wanting to question that and view it and think about it and trying to discover how to just bring myself back to peace, inner peace. Because I hated myself, I loved myself, but I also, you know, there was all these different things, all an obsession of self. You know, and a lot of that time, you know, just even trying to figure out what the ego was led me to selfish behaviors. And I then could see it in my actions and my behaviors. I could see the ego. You know, it's it's if that makes sense. You know, I was just kind of thinking back to when I really started doing a little bit more of like, uh, you know, kind of I don't know, maybe shadow self kind of stuff. You know, the false the false kind of self. Um work um i realized that (laughs) it was a lot easier for me to pick it out in others because my ego was still you know my ego was still perfect yeah i had i had that i i still have that everybody has that i think that that ego where it just you don't you can't catch it all the time you have this like automated like automatic um, autonomous, whatever that is. Yeah. Auto, auto, yeah. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's just autopiloting sort of, <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's just kind of, you, you can't catch it a lot of the time. Yeah. It just kind of so, comes in so and maybe, you don't even realize it's happening. So maybe you think like, like how I, I think still, you know, that like when I judge somebody and then I catch myself judging them, I'm like, oh my God, I could just never do that. You know what I mean? Like, what an asshole or what a bitch, whatever, you know? And it's like, I, I feel like I can't relate or something as if that's not also me. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. on another note, like, I had this idea of, like, a, self, a self-righteous, a you know, kind of like... Like, well, if everybody just did the things the way that I did them... Yeah, I thought kind of. I thought I don't really have subtle. much of an ego. I thought it's really just mostly other people, which I know sounds stupid, but really I thought that like that you know I don't really have much of an ego because I thought of it more as like self esteem and pride rather than like this 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 idea this little this little uh, it's like a like a cancer it has because well, the ego has in to that live is, off is of. I don't really have much of an ego this, the, the ego is literally saying well I don't really have much of myself well an ego sounds like negative you know it it's, sounds yeah. like it sounds like something like Ooh. Ooh, well, I don't have that. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't have that. You know, I'm I'm not like a douchebag. You know, where mm. I can't fit through a doorway because my arms are too big. You know what I mean? Like my fucking dick is so fucking yeah. big. Yeah, it just weighs me down all the time. You know? Yeah, it's like fucking. It's like a workout to carry <gasps> it around all the it's time. Just all these you know? girls just can't stop climbing on me. I know. Like, it becomes obnoxious at a certain point. You know? Yeah. So like. You know, there's that... Get away from me. I don't have an ego. Like, yeah, there's, stop. There's that, like, kind of thing in the beginning where I think, like, you kind of... You kind of think you are... You think you are, like, killing the ego or eliminating the ego or you don't really have one, you know? But I think that's just, like, another kind of survival tactic for um, your attachments with ideas of who you are rather than what you fucking are. You're, I mean, you're nothing, and that's great. Not in a negative way. You're, you're just so beautifully nothing it's so it's so amazing when even in that poem i was reading i kind of cut out a little part because it's not as poetic but in part of it i i actually do say um you know if we're just a a collection of of um what do i say matter-based experiences or something but you cut an atom open only to find empty vacuous space really in that poem i also wrote um um you are also empty vacuous space of 99 point and then 12, 12 nines following that 99. So you're 99 point nine, 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 blah, 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 percent nothing because there's really, when you look down microscopically, you know, you're more nothing than you are. Something. Yeah. You're not really anything there. So what are you? You're that, 
0.1% light or electricity, you're that little, that's you, that's, you're those atoms for sure, you're, you're sold on it, you know, <laughs> like it's really serious and important, you know, that your atoms are very much not a part of everything else, that it, you know, I don't know, I'm just kind of going off now, because it's like something that really, like for me, it was just like, well, I think too, it's partially because you started, yeah, looking at yourself, and yeah. then your your natural autopilot kicked in to be like, whoa, steer clear of that, fuck that, no, yeah. let's start talking about something a little bit different. Yeah, right. Judging, judging a little bit yeah. of myself. Yeah, yeah, it got I, like yeah. hidden under some layers there. Yeah, right. See, that's where it's like I don't catch it all the time. You don't catch it all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably ninety nine point nine 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 I guess you know mm-hmm. because really I mean there is no I mean there's no ego but there's behaviors and patterns of this idea of a separate sense of self is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say more yeah. so you know and that's where ego breath comes in yeah yeah for me one thing I a, a good way is there's a space in between thoughts you know you have a thought then there's an empty space and then you have another thought we usually tend to identify with the thoughts themselves and just everything in between you know, in, in, in certain cases, in most cases, people don't even identify with their body, per se. They identify with their, their mind, you know, the thing behind their eyes, between their ears, the, the talking controller of self and everything else, and the one who, you know, has everything to lose and has nothing to lose at the, the same fed. time. <laughs> the man. <laughs> yeah. The man in your skull, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Gnarly. Um... No, but yeah, it, it's the one that has everything to fucking lose. Like it's got its grip. It's like yeah, on a on a room yeah. where the floor fell out, and it's got its arms and feet pressed against the wall, just holding itself up from falling. It's always saying like, "This is my body, like like in my hand." Well, no, yeah. you are the hand. It's not my hand, yeah. my brain. That's that's. It's like a the whole perception yeah, that's of looking hand. at the world. <laughs> you know, that's our hand, it, really. It is, it, yeah. it's, is it even hand? Right. Like, that's where, like, it, it's a perspective change. So what you find is that that secondary sense of self. Ego breath, even, I would consider to be just falling out of the human matrix and just into the natural matrix for a little bit. And then it slowly sets in, like, ink sets into a, a, a polaroid picture where you take it and at first it's just white and you're just like okay it's silent and then the ink starts to like fade in and form the the, the image saturates the, everything saturate, right, yeah. yeah so it's like it's your space in between thoughts so when you're meditating you can kind of start to space your thoughts out a little bit so you mm-hmm. have a word and then a word and then a word and it's that silent part in between each word. You could start to kind of slowly start to say, and it's like your ego's breathing. It's breathing yeah. in. And now it's breathing out. But there's a space in between the yeah. in breath and the out breath. Yeah, it's a little but break. But it's for the ego. Yeah. Yeah. No, for I that hear you. sense of self. Or I mean, it's just, you're just in a state of experiencing. You're not thinking. You're, you're not perceiving. There's no happening. It's just like a stillness and, you know, it it ha- it comes in gradually, and you can slowly, kind of strategically start to space that apart and have that silent experience of almost non-perception, if you will, where you're not sitting there being like, "I'm perceiving this, I'm thinking this." Okay, I'm silent now. No, it's between even the recognition of "I'm silent now." And then, yeah, now I'm not silent anymore. You don't recognize yeah. that now I'm, I'm silent. It's just no. It's there's not even that. Yeah, it's just little, silent. A little like food for thought, um, you know, for you, everybody, all of us, you know. Um, I don't eat food. <laughs> so, Thoughts. Food for thought. Um, I don't think I food. like to kind of also. Um, well, first of all, I like to ponder on the just I am, you know, just that like kind of how we we kind of talk about. You might hear us refer to um, this kind of I am state as um, this is be state, 
um, you know, where it, it's just left there. It's just is be and, and there it is this and I it bees. am. Yeah, it just is, you know, without anything extra, no strings attached. Um, and then um, I lost my uh, my second thought trying to explain that little one. But if I if I do think about oh I was gonna say actually we're so um we've spent so long you know so much of our of our lives because we have this this kind of time-based experience you know not as much like a dream where it's a really chaotic timeline but it's all you know really vivid and very just as real really but with the with this um waking life we have we have a, a we have a great a, movie by the way, Waking Life. Uh, I highly seen recommend it. it. Oh, okay. It's very strange, but sorry, go on. Yeah, well, but we have this um we have this opportunity, or this illusion, whatever you'd like to call it, to build upon time, you know, to build upon tomorrow, and we've spent so much of time or whatever, um, like programming this idea of what we're making of all this, you know. Of, of what I am, what you are, what everything is independently. And, like, even when we were kind of singing earlier, you know, and, and I was just singing there for a second, um, and um, I was singing about, like, the wave, um, you know, not being separate from the sea, but having having the entirety of the sea behind it and in it and through it, within it, everything. It it's is. A, the the wave is something the whole ocean is doing. Yeah, and I mean, we're not separate from that, too. But it's hard practically, you know? It really is because we've trained our minds so much that obviously we do think, well, no, not really, though. But really, 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 you know? So it's so hard to deconstruct it. When you intellectually know I'm not separate, you know, there's no I, you know? It's just, I am. We are. Because in a way, we kind of make it so... We make it like, you know, well, I have memories that you don't have. Oh, and you have senses. If I hit you, your nerves, yeah, your nerves are going to be like, whoa, I am my body. I hurt. You hurt me. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like very like childish in a way to think that way. It's crazy. Like, it's like, it's funny how there's so many people that that's just their, they, that's all they are. They don't, you know, and then we're looking at it like, ow, you hurt me. Mm -hmm. And it's like very like. Yeah. Childish, really. Yeah. <laughs> We're so much above you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, you know, even when, like, even unexpectedly... Even that is, like, a little bit of the ego, too. Yeah, unexpectedly, like, I just hit you, and all of a sudden, like, your your whole body reacts because you're like, whoa, wait, what? I'm like, okay, that because crossed the line, bitch. Experience, Back the fuck up. Your experience has, all of a sudden, this, like, whoa, 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 what's happening? <laughs> like, it's got to make an idea, an opinion, and evaluate, and analyze this, the situation, the experience, and it's got to store it in its memory banks, and it's got to build upon it, you know? Mm-hmm. And we spent so much time, you know, within this body thinking, you know, I am this body, and I am this person, I am this experience, I am these feelings, I am these thoughts, you know? And it's it's really a really slow, slow process of, of just, you know, Catching, catching this idea of separation, catching the drift, catching yeah. the flow, mm-hmm. the ebb and flow yeah. of your eternal consciousness. Yeah, and getting to like kind of tune into that in those ego breaths, as you call them. You know, mm-hmm. like really getting to just tune right in, and then it's just like, oh, you never want to leave. Yeah, and you it's, know? it's like really satisfying too, because it happens, and then it's happening, and you're not even like sitting there like, okay, I need to make this continue. It's just, like, happening, and you yeah. realize, like, oh, it's almost, like, so easy that it's difficult yeah, to do. Yeah, it's, yeah. Because it's literally yeah. just a state of complete and utter letting go-ness of just all, just, like, it just, like... Yeah, that is... Yeah. Yeah, that is, like, it's, like, home. It's sad. When you get there, it really is just... It's so familiar that you're, like, whoa. It's, like, you just... You've been on a long trip, and you're, like, whoa, I forgot. Yeah, you know, and you're like oh, it's so just like, oh. yeah. And as Ram Das would say, you know, like when when death comes, you know, that's usually when most people I think experience like the first kind of ego breath, honestly. But like when they it, die, yeah, he refers to dying as taking off a tight shoe, mm-hmm. and that's kind of just like taking off this idea of self in general, because we are tied to senses. It's, it's even and like bodies. even to the extent of. Not even just idea of self, but idea of other, idea entirely. You utterly letting go of idea entirely. It's almost yeah. like 
making yourself so stupid that you free yourself from your own stupidity. Yeah. It's like, like if that makes sense, like I, I don't, I don't mean stupid well, as in like, it's oh, like, no, no, but it's so but simple. It's, it's so simplified. It's so, so dumbed simple. down. Yeah. It's like, so you go making yourself so simple that you completely transcend all complexity. Yeah, you have to like uncomplicate it and then uncomplicate it some more. And then that's where it gets so fucking good. I swear. It's like so the simpler you go, man, I just can't get I just I can't get enough. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you know, maybe maybe it's just juicing up my ego or I don't know, but you know, it's just like this your fucking mind's like a flower when it's blooming, you know, as corny as that sounds though, like the second you let go from trying to constrain yourself, it just like opens up like yeah. It's like oh. Yeah. You just fucking, like, the heavens start just dancing through you, and you're not even, like, perceiving it. You're not thinking, I'm perceiving this. It's just literal a state of happening in this silent moment of eternal now. And just... <sighs> if you think about it, when you get to that is-be place, uh, technically, scientifically, on, like, that kind of level, on a measurable level, um, you would say that physically your brain is, is going through gamma waves, you know that your your brain waves are operating at a really high frequency when Needy you're high <laughs> when you're in that when you're in that I am state when you're in that is be state. Um, and I was just kind of thinking about that because when you're just like oh, it's just like really it's just like there's so much strain and restriction and intensity to it all. And then it's like once you hit that spot, it's like really like the only times you experience that orgasm, death deep meditation you know really really or i guess like when you're it doesn't have to be still meditation either you know what i mean because it really can be like there's so many different types of meditation like yeah right but like even like for me i was kind of thinking like even when we were just playing for a second playing music and then like it was so hard to open my eyes and come back out because it was like that just I was home, and it was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, slow it down. You, like, mellowed yourself out so much. Yeah, it's like I got to come back in, and it's all so vivid and tangible and... Lucid. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the, the... You have to let the lucidity saturate your reality by existing in silence. Yeah. And that's something you don't undo. Once you experience that, it, like, opens you up to... It's, it's like becoming at peace... With all that is, all that ever was, and all that ever will be. You know, like, in that state, you can't hate somebody for their politics or for their, you know, their just person that they are, the things that they did, or hate yourself for the things that you are, the things that you did. All of that goes. There's no longer hate. All that hate is literally just, like, tension that was created by your resistance to everything, your arms and feet stamped against the wall if you let go and fall through the floors what actually happens is you don't lose yourself you find yourself yeah you're stopping this like small box of world that you are like so clung to you just let go and you fall into this there's a poem that i wrote it's like basically i was describing that scene of like um like the the floors fall through and thoughts open up and deliver lyrics to a song seemingly already written by that i mean your thoughts flow through your head so effortlessly Mm -hmm. that it literally it feels divine if if you're not thinking the thoughts there are thoughts being thunk and that's just what is Mm -hmm. and then deeper than that it's like walls walls open lyrics and the walls are filled with pictures or i forget the line now but it was really beautifully written honestly i'm really proud of that poem i and proud of that <laughs> poem that I wrote. See how easy it is to no, just fall but, back in? But, but no. But it's humorous once you let go, though, because you can accept the ego as it is. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's a friend. It's not an enemy. Yeah, it's okay um, to just be aware of it. And and, and still, you know, we're, we live in a very um, almost like sensual kind of reality. It's okay. You know, it's okay to to snack a little bit here and have sweets there. You know, it's okay to kind of fall into the trap of everything, you know? I eat gummy peach rings. It's okay to have this idea of yourself, you know? And because... In the end of the day, you know... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. In the end of the day, you know, you... 
you know, you think a lot about, like, the ego as being, like, a property of yours or the body being a property of yours or whatever. Uh, your responsibility. But but if there's no separation, you know, there's only, like, some, some ideas, you know, some ideas that we've built, you know, we're still, those are still valid, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, something, you know, personally I've been having to deal with is, um, you know, the attachment of a loved one that I've just lost. And, I mean, I guess it, I'm thankful that I'm not truly, truly, like, feeling extremely overwhelmed by it, maybe just out of numbness, but then I'd like to also think it's just because I realize my connection so much more beyond the flesh, you know, and the body, um, that I just, I, it's, it's hard for me to feel, like, pity or sad. Sorrow. Yeah, you know, because... Now, of course, you know, you know, it was my grandma who was like, like my mother to me, you know, and um, you know, she passed away, so that's you know, and it was like sudden, you yeah, know? it this, was unexpected, which is yeah, and th- this idea of 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 you know her body and her voice, you know, and her hug and everything, just you know, everything that comes with the sensory experience, not having that, in this this timeline, I have of this construct I have of time, you know, and, and this experience of attachments, it's really hard, you know, sometimes with things like that, where, like, goddamn, you know, we are, we are in the thick of it, we're in a very sensory-filled experience, it's hard not to think, oh, I've lost my grandma, you know, it's, you know, like, I am my bubby, you know, as she is me, and we're all, we're all together, she, and there's nowhere to go, you know? There's no way out of it. <laughs> she took off her tight shoe, you know? Yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. You know, and at that point, you experience, she experienced that letting go from the grip of the walls and fell into that sea of infinity, the intricate, infinite realm of non-resistive flow of pure and utter conscious experience is in a sense, a state of nothingness. Yeah. I really like to, just a little side thought, you know when you're in that little I am is be state, when you're in a still meditation or whatever, when you're just really in it, you know? How, like, just, like, heavy (laughs) everything feels. Like, it just feels so, like, supporting and just, like, ugh, just so good. Mm -hmm. Like, I imagine, like, a baby being swaddled is just, like, how I feel, but, like, with my spirit, you know? It's, like, perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good, <laughs> you know? I love you. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Like, we are good. <laughs> like, it's so beautiful sometimes. It's it's really distracting all this, but goddamn, it's so good, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so good. Even down to the fucking peach rings. It's all oh, so those grand. those peach rings are really good. Yeah, I'm sorry it, for your ears, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. It's all so... Have another peach ring. Yeah. It's also tangible and sweet, you know? <laughs> it's fun. And gummy. And that's okay to have some, some you know, attachment to, you know, the body because we're programmed very heavily, you know? Unless you spent, you know, your time, um, you know, maybe out in more of an indigenous area, you're going to have a good idea of self. You've looked in the mirror. You've had this you know, big idea of your name and who you are and what you're good at, your preferences, you know, your feelings, everything. So that's okay too, you know. It's it's easy to let yourself um, start really judging yourself um, when you start noticing this kind of false sense of self, this, this thing that we want to point our finger at and blame, you know. That, you know, it's, it's your fault that I feel this, this separation from everything, you know, when, when truly there's no separation or anything, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, and in fact, the only thing that we could consider separation would be at a perceptual level of space in between happening and non-happening, like in music, note, non-note, that's what makes music. So the only separation that you can find is the contrast, which is a beautiful word. I love the word contrast because it, it shows it's not that it's separate. It's that it's different. And the difference is what makes the one, right? Yeah. Like a, like the spectrum of color. There's differences, but they're not separate. 
their combined band of rainbowic energy. Like, I don't even know. And you can't find where, you know, one color stops. They they bleed together so infinitely and so beautifully. There, you can't you can't find separation even if you want to. It's contrast, you know? not separation. Right. That's the yes. yes. That's the distinction. Diversity and unity. Diversity and unity. You know, it's contrast and unity. It's contrast and one, mm-hmm. you know? Like the brownness of the stone and the greenness of the moss and the white blueness of the sea. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes greenness if it's Lake Erie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depending on how polluted our waters are. <laughs> depending on how polluted we are. <laughs> Not even as polluted. And we... It is all is be me. So, and you as one oh god. So I'm gonna stop talking. So if if we didn't have okay, let's say we didn't have a linear timeline. Let's say we had like a dream a dreamlike experience as our uh, main focal point, you know? Do you think well, I guess main focal point would only be if you had an identity identity of self. But do you think you would have this identity of self if this wasn't so seemingly like an interactive, like uh, coexistent, you know, separate kind of reality? Or do you think if it was just like how when you're in your dream, you know you're the only one creating the dream besides, you know, y'all have influences and whatever. You Not to get y'all? Too- <laughs> you, just y'all you, have influences. I'm just say you will, but yeah, okay, okay. y'all, y'all got y'all influences and y'all dreams. <laughs> but you know, so do you think there would be this kind of identity of like this separate self? Well, that's hard to say. This is a speculative manner. Um, do you think it'd be? As well, I, I think it's a contrast more. It's a contrast that we experience between lucidity and dream state, like mind. You know, so it's like, man, that's a really difficult one to unpack. Because if there's no, I'm saying kind of like, okay, in a dream where you're the only creator, basically there's no separate self. You know what I mean? There's no co-creative kind of idea. Inner and outer space are exactly one and the same. So do you think if we all knew we were one, if we were just conscious that we are a collective mind of everything, just from even little sand, you know, to to whatever, you know, do you think that we would have an identity of self if we were conscious that we are all one? Like, do you think that we would have an identity? Like there would be a main collective ego? Well, I think that's what the the fundamental concept of God is, is the idea of an eternal ego, the the one self. Do you think, though, you would know it, you know? Do you think you would know it? Like, do you think you would feel that, like, you are something, a somebody, a one? Well, we are what experience is. So it is a manner of basically just recognizing that you are what is. So, you know, like in that in that state of silence, there's still recognition that happens where it's almost just like an, an instinctual knowing. Like um, I'd say you kind of recognize that, well, observation, curiosity is kind of this this silent force that I am. If there were no observation, there would be no there. W- there would not be what I see. There is no me to see. So it would be kind of, I don't know if it's a recognition of like, you know, because a, a, self is only dependent upon other. So a recognition of self would be a recognition that there is something that is other. Well, so but it's then like you could also to, say that our senses kind of create an idea of self with our flesh, our bodies. You know, because that is the, elute, the, 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 the illusion. But if, I, but if I was raised in the wilderness, never met another human being. And I step on a stick, and I hit it right there in, like, the center of my foot, like, where it just, it bends my foot too much, and it hurts really bad, you know? (laughs) Then I would still have this idea of self. I would still have this idea of self, don't you think? Because my senses would give me this idea of self. Because you're still in the natural matrix. Yeah, right, okay. So there's the natural matrix, the human matrix, but then there's a transcendence of, of matrices. So it's more of just an experience where there's not necessarily... A distinct recognition or, or perception, I would say. You wouldn't necessarily the perception would never dawn on you to to consider I am self that is other. You would just kind of right. recognize self right. other 
as in the the distinct set form of our human condition. So you would just be like kind of just is be, just I am, you know. Yeah, you know uh, that there's there's an isness and I be that. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just kind of thinking about it too, going into. Because it's hard to really. What say would it require for, sure. for you to? Really, That's like a really intense question. Well, yeah, honestly. you know, I'm just thinking like, <laughs> yeah. what would it really require for us to not have this programmed idea of like, my senses tell me I'm experiencing an outer world, you know, and 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 I have um, a timeline of memories, you know, so I see um, progress or I see evolution, you know, um, or you know, so I was trying to, I was trying to kind of. Um, you know, kind of think about that in my own ways too, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I guess technically even, um, if you think about it too, uh, technically water would have an identity of self to some extent. If you consider the idea of time and memory, um, an identity of self a little bit. It is, yeah. Right. But like, not just like self-awareness of like, like uh, a distinction between that and like a bird, that. you wouldn't consider um, as self aware as a human on a physical, like um, you know, scientific level. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it more in just like a, a, a you know metaphysical way, a spiritual kind of way, where it's like if you have a basis of time, then you then you're going to have a basis of of, of self, you mm-hmm. know, of an independence from from this the rest of these atoms and particles and well, yeah, waves that, that's of kinda light where and sound. That's kind of where it falls into the line of, of multidimensionality mm-hmm. of consciousness. So, you know, you like, for instance, having the notion of time, if you were to transcend the notion of time as a concept and recognize it as a spatial feature, which would be a fourth dimensional type of experience, scientifically, um, or metaphysically, both, um... It's like a, uh, wow. Wow, that is beautiful. Um, Wait, so here's a little question. So, if you didn't have memory, because water has been proven scientifically to actually have memory. Okay? Oh, okay. So, it's, it's been proven, uh, there was, I could explain the study if you want, or you could take my word on it and look I'll into it. I'll just take your word okay. on it. Okay, and... so yes, yeah, so just take my word on it. Look Actually, into no, it wait, yourself. no, we're doing a podcast, so okay. explain it. Okay, so basically, okay, why you're here? There was <laughs> this is your research. <laughs> so here, so here, um, there was in a lab at one point. There were um, there there was a lab with uh, scientists and and they're you know testing on mice and all this that, and they have um, pure distilled watered, and then. They're, you know, testing water or whatever, and they're going to give the water to the rats. All right, let me get kind of more articulate with this, okay? Mm-hmm. So in this lab, there's a a little um, flask of water, of distilled water, absolutely pure water. And a scientist accidentally dropped a small vial of arsenic into the water, but this little vial was completely airtight, completely airtight. So they tested the water, and it's absolutely still pure distilled. You know, nothing leaked into it at all, you know? So anyway, then they ended up giving the water to the mice that they had there in the lab. And all the mice died because the water actually analyzed and observed the experience. It the, the, sensed, the molecular structure of sensed, arsenic? Yes, it sensed the arsenic as as something separate from itself, sort of, or just it sensed it and analyzed it, and it actually took on the properties of it. It was influenced by the properties of the arsenic in an airtight vial, absolutely still tested, pure, distilled, clean water. All the mice die. And mice aren't really intelligent enough to have a placebo effect either. So, I mean, I guess that's speculation. But either way, how... How would this water know and take on these properties and have this memory of the arsenic after the arsenic was removed and then it's tested? Oh, it's fine, good, clean water. And then all of a sudden it's poisonous. So therefore, I would say water has memory, so does it have an idea of time? And if it has an idea of memory and time, then does it have an identity of self? You know, is it an evolving being that is adapting and being influenced and and feeling 
feeling an outside world bleed into it, in a sense. If you can find that study, send me the link, and I'll put it in the description so other people can look okay. at that, too. Sure, sure. Because that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. even know what to, like, say about that. That like Isn't that is amazing? Like, it's amazing. I know. That's, like, it just changes my whole perspective. Actually, where I first saw this was um, on a documentary called this, the, what is it? The Secret Life of Water, or The Secret... Uh, life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> the Secret... Oh, that's sweet. The Water Secret... I don't know. It, it's on... Life of Zack and Cody. It's on Gaia, not a sponsor. Um, but if you look up, like, water or secret water, <laughs> I'm sure it'll pop up, because if I can if I can just send you a link, too, we'll just pop it in the description of, of the documentary that i'm talking about because it's a great documentary and then also that study if we can and hell if you wanted to pay for gaia too i'll put just the gaia link in the web in, in the description too it's it might like... even be free on gaia oh you know what it's free if you have a um it's free on amazon you know because on amazon prime you know on your fire stick or whatever mm-hmm. you can just pull it up and and uh some gaia stuff is included with like amazon prime well, just cool. fun fact for you. not a sponsor <laughs> not, not a sponsor <laughs> that'd be cool if they were yeah yeah imagine so, that ad at the beginning of this yeah sorry sorry folks and i'll try and work on getting some different <laughs> i mean you know an ad's an ad honestly yeah. Personally, I skip it over. <laughs> yeah, I hate ads. Oh, I, yeah. I hate ads. Can you imagine the pain? Like, I feel like nobody hates ads more than me. Me, I, mean, you I really do get annoyed by them. Yeah. Oh, like they really upset me. That's yeah. like my my like pet peeve. There's like a primordial like. And I anger. created a two minute, two and a half minute ad for you to listen to. I'm sorry, but also this is a business. Sell so. out. <laughs> as Casey Elephant would say, sell yourself. Don't be a fool. Yeah. But yeah, so so do you think then, do you think, um, back to that kind of question, do you think that um, if you have a sense of memory, do you have a sense of self? Yeah, I think memory is included in a sense of, well, it, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily if you have a sense of memory, then you automatically have a sense of self. But you can form well, a, a sense, sense of, of self. Separation, well, listen, you can you know? form a sense of self based on the way you perceive memory if that makes it more clear what i mean is you you still have memory that's an ability it's a it's a a function of this experience that that this isolated experience though it is yeah. i guess a sense of self in a way but it's not necessarily a bad one you know you can be aware of it but not being attached to it you know so you can have your memory but not so like it can play tricks on you if you really attract attached to it so say you have a spout of depression you know you can literally be remembering things from your past and have them being affecting you like violently in the present you know you can think back to the past and either long for it wish that you had things here and now that you don't have that you once had like a group of friends or a loved one or you can remember things that you regret, like just embarrassment, embarrassment with grief. Like you see an old picture of you and you're like, God, that was such a terrible time. I hated myself. And now you're feeling that grief and this sadness for something that once was, that no longer is. So, you know, it's your, to what extent you are attached to your memory is the extent in which you have a, a sense of self tied to it. If you have a sense of memory, you know, cause that's, if you have a sense of memory, that's, you know, that's perfectly normal for things that aren't self-aware, so to speak. You know, like like a worm will have memory, you know. That's true. Water. Survival. Yeah, right. Survival instincts will have will have memory. But I think maybe kind of kind of knowing knowing they are in a physical reality, I kind of think has to give you some sense of separation, you know? So, I don't know how to really articulate that. It's very hard to articulate what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say here. Because if you're feeling time passing, if you're having memories, um, you know, like, for example, if you, if you are a bird, you know, you're going to be experiencing time, and you're going to experience memories for evolution, 
for survival purposes on yeah. a physical level. But then you have to have some idea. It's kind of like, um, I'm not sure if it's cognitive dissonance or if that's something completely different entirely. But there's a, a study that I saw that was, um, it was a, they were teaching monkeys, like they were giving monkeys on an island where there's also monkeys on the mainland. But they were teaching these monkeys on the island. Um, they only taught the baby monkeys this, not the adult monkeys. Um, they gave them potatoes and they were really dirty potatoes. So the adult monkeys would just eat the dirty potatoes. They dirty taught the potatoes. <laughs> dirty potatoes. That's our band name. I know. I like it. Um, they uh, they take the dirty potatoes and they eat them. They taught the babies you can wash the potatoes so they're not dirty and they taste a lot better. Mm. Maybe the adults wouldn't eat the potato because it was dirty and they didn't want to eat it. But they taught the, the baby monkey that they could clean it off in the water and the monkeys learned it and remembered it. And it was like, those monkeys started to flourish. But the crazy thing about that study was the monkeys on the mainland, who had no contact at all with the monkeys on the island, all the young ones, started washing the potatoes. It's in their DNA. It's in the epigenetic like that, structures. Yeah, yeah, they were using it as like the control study to show like the changes from teaching, like our influence yeah. on teaching them. But it showed that the monkeys on the mainland just started doing that. It's like our connection of consciousness that showed that there's like some sort of collective consciousness that yeah. does impact us right. that right. exists beyond physical barriers. Right, because even with epigenetics, that's absolute proof right there, just biologically, you know, that our DNA structure learns for future species, for future generations that weren't there. My child will have learned something that never it never personally experienced. It will adapt without ever coming into contact with the experience itself. Just like with the monkeys, never actually even being on the island learning that trick, they knew it anyway because epigenetics altered the whole matrix of, actually, of the DNA structures. Which actually kind of rings That's a bell so for cool. me. What rings a bell for me, too, is this kind of ties in our last two episodes, The Great Shift and the Extraterrestrials. So if you've ever, uh, uh, this is another thing that's on Gaia, not a sponsor, but would love that. Yeah. So Gaia, anybody, if you so- work for Gaia and you're listening to this, message me, please. Yeah. Please. That'd be sweet. But, um, but, um, <laughs> uh, it, it makes me think the great shift or shift in consciousness is happening because on, on Gaia, David Wilcox, uh, or David Wilcox has a show, used to have a show, now it's ran by, uh, Emery Smith. Um, called Cosmic Disclosure. They talked a lot about this, where I guess a lot of the extraterrestrials are actually human. They're biologically humanoid. Yeah, humanoid. They, they look a lot like us. Um, and so them just being near us could actually be having an impact on our consciousness that is influencing this great shift in consciousness. Just their near, their near presence. Just like the monkeys on the island have no physical contact with the monkeys on the mainland, but their effect, their 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 progressions in awareness, are impacting the monkeys on the mainland. Perhaps just human beings in outer space are having a impact on us energetically, that would also be causing yeah. us to shift. Because even though they're not from this planet, they're still human. They yeah, still how can have... they not? If we say, you know, and this is all speculative that. You know, I know, but if we say microscopically humans. our DNA is adjusting and adapting and is being influenced, you know, um, from what we'd call separate entities and everything, it's 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 so beautiful, like to look out further and further and further because we are all one. Yes, yes, yes. But then, when you think about it that, that way, unity. and when you think about it that way, it's so true, though, because truly. If an extraterrestrial is washing their potatoes in the water, you know, it, it's going to, right, it's going to affect us. And mm-hmm. that is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's, I never, I'll never get bored of the subject, you know. Because we're we constantly progressing into like more and more awareness of that. Yeah. Wow. And it's, it's always surprising. I know, you can look at it in so many different ways. And it's, it's it so inspires beautiful. my curiosity. Yes, yes. So why place my curiosity only in one home? Right. It's home wherever it goes, you know? Everywhere. On every planet, you know? Uh, and, and every little island where there's, 
little monkey men's cleaning their potatoes and <laughs> you know and then just you know where it hits that home. energy just radiating through outer space mm-hmm. so it's so beautiful you see when we're talking now we're 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 having this feeling of just like wow that's us like just this beauty you know of everything and it's so nice because then you're not thinking about you know you're not thinking about how your hair looks right now or you're not thinking about if you just said something awkward to somebody who's a stranger or something. It's so beautiful. You get so <laughs> Me all the time. You get so far from this idea of, of of you know this this self you're so attached to when we look out beyond it over and over and over again. It just it's it's, it's such a beautiful process of deprogramming ourselves, you know, to look beyond these these little tiny things we make so important for this idea of what I am, you know, and just let that curiosity roam and let it, let it extend out everywhere, you know, let your, your idea of self extend out to everything. And sometimes that's where shadow work comes in handy though, because, you know, or not handy, but I guess it, it can be feared for people to further look into themselves because a lot of times people are living in this area of self doubt or, or self, um, uh, not doubt, self-denial, where there's aspects of themselves that they will absolutely fuck and not admit to themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. scary to pursue yourself because then you start to see those things that you've been like, no, no, I, I'm not that way. I know for some people, like, uh, people that struggle with, like, coming out of the closet, that's a big one. Oh, yeah. They're fucking terrified to be gay. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, they come out and that's that, you know? Like, it, it's that's, like, an example I'm trying to think of. Like, another thing, like... You're a fucking asshole, but you don't want to admit you're an asshole because you're a narcissist. So you think you're amazing, but really deep down, you know, you're a fucking shitbag. But you will fucking not admit that to yourself because you're amazing. And that challenges your your sense of self, challenges your identity, challenges who you think you are. Just pursuing the truth of who you really are challenges the person that you think you are. So if you let go of that resistance or let go of that, that like stronghold you have on who you are you allow that identity of self to be fluid you can just kind of start progressing this acceptance of who you are on a universal level yeah and that's why we don't get bored of this because we're starting to more and more accept who we are except that we're still limited that we still have you know a language that basically forces us to use pronouns and use use i uh objects or, or subjects of self in order to describe things like, you know, this is mine, my idea, that type of idea. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can accept that and just kind of allow ourselves to f- further fumble into who we are. We kind of let go of an attachment to a sense of self and just allow that sense of self to continuously grow as we live. We're, yeah. we're turning the pages of life. Yeah, it gets it gets a lot easier when you look at things... In such a miraculous, like, wondrous way of, like, wow, that's, that's us, that's us, that's me, that, that's we, you know? But then it's, it's hard sometimes when, when you are seeing something, you know, that, that has a physical, um, almost primal trigger, you know? A need to protect or defend, you know? Like, if somebody was being horrible to your mother... You know, you'd want to, you'd want to stand up, you know, you'd get indignant all of a sudden. You say, I'm not letting that happen. You know, all of a sudden this tone comes about, you know what I mean? All of a sudden this, the, you know, not just in your voice, this, this whole tone, you know, comes about. It's, it's, it gets easy when you're, when you're looking at little penguins and little baby sheep and, and, you know, little, lambs. little mushrooms and little everything around us that is so beautiful. And we say, wow. <laughs> You know, you're just amazed that it's like, wow, we did so and, good and on it's this. It's so easy to be like, well, that's what we are and love that. Yeah. And that's but that's the thing where a lot of people fall away from that whole idea of a universal self or, or a god or, you know, a, one single uh, singularity of consciousness is they see the atrocities that happen. Mm-hmm. And you, they would say, well, if I was God, I would not let that happen or, or things like that. And, yeah, right, right. You know, like the Holocaust or, or a, an infant dying... Like brutally in a car accident. Five children being raped and sexually abused. Shit like that. You know, you would say, "Well, there's no fucking God," and if it is, it's not love. You know, and it it's a perspective change. We have to understand. Well, how is this love? 
Why is this necessary? Why are these atrocities necessary? Asking those questions is a gateway to shadow work because you start to accept and recognize yourself in in the Holocaust, in, yeah, in that, right. that, that type of thing. And that's a challenging subject. That's, that's more of an advanced subject, I would say, because a lot of people are not fucking prepared to, to even go down that route. No, just start with the local Karen and see yourself in her, you know, and have compassion and say, man, you are just the way you need to be, you know? You, deep down, the real you is me. We are just the way we need to be. You know, take responsibility that not... Not this idea of separation, you know, because that is hard when you see a Karen and she's being a bitch in the grocery store. And you're like, well, come on, man. Like, chill out. It's not that serious. But all of a sudden, <laughs> you know what I mean? You have this idea of like, oh, serious, serious. You know, like this idea of separation and everything. But you really, it's it's so easy to get caught up in this idea. Oh, yeah, definitely. Go you get caught off in traffic on. by some asshole. You're not thinking, oh, it's okay, I love you, I forgive you, or it's get, me, that this was meant to happen. It's like, oh, fuck this asshole. That's you, my first reaction, it's just, oh, fuck this asshole. Or just, you get embarrassed, you know what I mean? Like, you get embarrassed about something. Ah. Like, even, like honestly, you're you fucking, like, accidentally don't, like, and you leave the bathroom, you forget to, like, button your pants, and it falls down, and everybody sees your, like, naked body. That'd be <laughs> embarrassing. It'd be a thing not easy to be like, why the fuck did this happen? Yeah, but even or you piss like, yourself on accident. I don't like, know. There's no, there's even like small moments too. What I'm saying though, like where like it's just like all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, maybe it's me personally too though, where I'll feel like this embarrassment all of a sudden for just mm. existing as a being, like as being just this the everything person. that you are. Well, no, 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 like not even in a real negative. Like I'm disgusted with myself. I just mean like. Like, even literally, for example, today, I was I was at the dojo, you know, and my sensei, I was just talking to him, and all of a sudden, I'm, like, embarrassed, <laughs> and it's like, what am I embarrassed about right now, you know? It's like, it's not really anything, it's just, like, this idea, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's just kind of these little waves of just, like, Whoa. That's how I relate to that, is, you know, I'll get insecurity sometimes, like, uh... I don't know, just, well, there's, like, the notion of karma really throws it into play. Like, you know, you did something shitty oh, in the so. past, so you're just kind of inevitably waiting for that shitty thing to come back and happen to you. Or something like that. Or, mm, or like, um, <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, I, this is a total subject change, but we're watching this thing in the background of just, like, n- nature. Just movement, moving art, is that what it's called? Yeah, moving art. And there's, art. like, these mud bubbles, and it is fa- fascinating. It's like a yeah. tar pit. Yeah, it looks like really wet. Cl- wow. wow, yeah. What is that? It almost looks like mercury. Oh, my God. Bu- oh! oh, that was yeah. a mushroom shape. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You guys it's need to look up just videos of tar pits because they are fascinating. <laughs> what were we talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. We've gone through a lot. Oh, We've insecurities and stuff, yeah. which we can always... Well, we're going to get into insecurities on the next episode, the yeah. menu of suffering. Yeah, yeah, the menu of suffering. So there'll be a lot to eat for that one. Yeah, so, so come with an empty belly. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking get some popcorn or some shit. Sit down and listen, you know? Mm-hmm. Message us. Do something. Like, that'd be nice. Yeah, let us know. I want to hear from, from yeah. you guys. Yeah, if any Leave of a, you guys do have any questions or just even, you know, want to talk about something... Or if you really hate our podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you do, though, you probably did not make it this far. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But even still, if you're just trying to be nice and be like, well, I'll listen to it, mm-hmm. give us your feedback. Like, don't hold back. Unless you're, like, an internet troll. Then you're just going to, like... That's okay. You're just going to happen. You're. Yeah. I accept you. It's okay. <laughs> we'll appreciate the attention. I don't know. Somebody's <laughs> out there like, fucking fags! <laughs> <laughs> just something like <laughs> wow those rocks look like hippopotami my goodness oh I saw this video on Facebook of a it was a baby hippo getting a bath and it was oh. just adorable yeah he was loving oh, the, they, see, they do those little ear twitches oh yeah yeah like yeah. the little hippopotami ear yeah. twitch Little baby elephants, too, when they have, like, kitten fuzz. It's like they're like kittens. They have, like, kitten fuzz. (laughs) Oh, they're so cute. Okay. Well, anyway, guys, we we had a great time um, talking to you, in a sense. And, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so that was all our um, content for the day. 
yeah, that was all of our little nitpickings into what kind of ideas we have about this separate self, you know, so. Well, as always, um, I'm Zach. And uh, Wombo Malakis here. Okay. Uh, well, have a beautiful rest of your morning, noon, midday, evening, dusk, and night.